When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 2651. Nobody will remember your stuff when you die, but hopefully they'll remember you by Charlie Brown of simpleandstraightforward.substack.com. And I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Monday. This is the award-winning podcast where I read blogs to you, hopefully adding a little bit of inspiration, motivation, or happiness to your day. This is all with permission from the authors, by the way. And we have a new author today. I'll tell you more about Charlie right after the reading. So for now, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Nobody will remember your stuff when you die, but hopefully they'll remember you by Charlie Brown of simpleandstraightforward.substack.com. As I hurtle towards my 40s, I found myself increasingly interested in my ancestry. It helps that mine is rather interesting, filled with characters lifted straight out of a Dickens novel. I've never concerned myself much with the past. Like almost all young people, I was less interested in what my fusty old ancestors were up to and much more interested in what the future held for me. And I've never been a big fan of legacy with all the trappings the word entails. Battles have been fought and blood has been shed for those six letters. I've never understood it. But like all humans, I have a need to feel part of something larger. And my ancestry satisfies that itch to a certain extent. My mother recently took a trip to our ancestral home in South Wales with two of her sisters. She's returned full of stories of her grandparents, great-grandparents, and aunts and uncles who occupied a couple of houses and surrounding land just outside a small village. I asked her, what does she remember most about that time spent in the backwaters of hilly Wales? She tells me she was drawn to one particular person, her great-grandmother, who was one of those characters all pasts seemed to be filled with. She didn't speak a word of English and would walk in the middle of the road to the village because in the battle between the motor car and her, she was here first. She's correct, my great-great-grandmother was born in the mid-1800s, well before cars would have been seen in this sleepy part of Britain. What my mother doesn't talk about is stuff. Aside from the houses and a few key memories in those houses, she barely remembers any possessions at all. It makes me think about a wider point, that possessions are not the threads that connect us to past times and places, people are. You probably won't be remembered for the time you bought a new iPhone, but your kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, and great-grandkids might remember that time you chucked them in the pool. 
I can't avoid talking about the counterpoints to this argument here because they've been swirling around my brain ever since I sat down to write. One is that heirlooms are possessions that represent a very strong link to the past. They are tangible and unavoidable reminders of what has been and gone. When I visit my parents' house, for instance, I sit down to eat at a table that was in that very house my mother used to visit as a child. For a lot of people, heirlooms strengthen the link to the past more than memories, not least because a table or a painting is something you can see with your own eyes. They don't morph and distort in your mind's eye. They're solid and unchangeable. Second is something my mother pointed out, which is the lure of houses. She may not remember much stuff, but she sure as remembers the house down in South Wales, the range cooker that kept them warm, the garden filled with dahlias. These memories are so strong, she's even started to plant dahlias in our front garden, another link for her back into a past she loved. Interestingly, I do think that these tangible memories of yesteryear are becoming less important to younger generations. Whether this is a good or a bad thing is a debate for another day, but it's a truth nonetheless. My parents moved me around a lot as a child, so I don't have a singular home to remember. This was quite unusual for people their age, but for millennials and Gen Zs, we fully accept moving home as part and parcel of life. Gone are the days of a forever home for future generations to remember us by. Heirlooms are also becoming less of a thing. Here's a little nugget from Forbes that sums it up nicely. Quote, Young couples starting out don't want the same things people used to have. They're not picking out formal china patterns anymore. I have three sons. They don't want anything of mine. I totally get it, end quote. Whether we like it or not, there's less space for physical possessions in 2022 than there was in my mother's world. Generation rent has less room and inclination to take on houses and heirlooms and keep them as they were. But memories of people, they're here to stay. Back to those possessions, specifically your possessions. Of course, we all need some, that goes almost without saying. They nurture us, comfort us, and some of them make our lives truly better. And I wouldn't want you to live a life with only death in mind. I never advocate not buying stuff because one day you'll be dead and none of it will matter anymore. That wouldn't be a life well lived because if we think about death too much, we won't be living life at all. But if we acknowledge that possessions are not what one is remembered for, it begs the question, what will you be remembered for? I'm not a parent, so when it comes to legacy, I don't have kids to think about. But I do have five nieces and two nephews, so my role as Auntie Charlie is very much part of my life. My own aunties had a strong influence on my childhood. I thought they were super cool, and I went to them for advice on everything. I wanted to be them when I grew up. As I've transitioned into the role of an auntie myself, I've been very aware that I wanna be there for my nieces and nephews. I want them to know they have a safe space with me to talk about anything, just as I did with my aunties. At no point have I considered what role my possessions might play in their lives, because that's not what they need from me. They don't need an heirloom, they need a safe space. I also don't want to be remembered as the auntie whose life was filled with all the trappings of overconsumption. 
Does anyone else have a family member who is really boring to visit because they're so house proud it's like sitting in a show home? Or never asks how you are because they're too wrapped up in some new gadget they just bought? I know I have both. Simple living, minimalism, slow living, whatever you're bent and whatever you like to call it, lays a lot of this to rest. When everything slows down, when lives are lived with people and experiences in mind, there'll be no stuff to be remembered. There'll only be you. You just listened to the post titled, Nobody Will Remember Your Stuff When You Die, But Hopefully They'll Remember You by Charlie Brown of simpleandstraightforward.substack.com. Thank you to Charlie for the great thoughts. This was posted on Medium, but her place is on Substack at Simple and Straightforward. Simply put, Simple and Straightforward is all about simple, slow, sustainable living. So for more from her, you can visit simpleandstraightforward.substack.com and big thanks to Charlie for letting us share her work. This was definitely relevant for me, both in terms of being curious about the past and family history, but also with not feeling like possessions from the past are super important necessarily. Some things are nice and a good reminder of where we came from, but for me, it's definitely limited. While I appreciate where those things came from and the history of them, it does lose some meaning without the full story or knowing the exact details about it, so it's tough. And maybe this is a consequence of technology and everything being digital these days. We can fit so much on our computers, or really even phones these days. Sometimes a single picture is worth just as much to us as some kind of object passed down. But it's all personal preference, and I don't think anyone should judge. For me, it's more of an exercise in discovering what's best in my own situation, and hopefully you can figure that out for yourself too. So do think about it today. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for being here, and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.